Hello, and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for April 6th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. Okay, so obviously we had WrestleMania over the weekend, over Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I have posted one match video on the blog, and uh, it's Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. And it led off the first night of WrestleMania. And I, I told you guys there would be a title change, right? Vince McMahon loves, he loves, <laughs> he loves Alexa. It's just, it's just ridiculous. He loves Alexa, though, you know, she can't wrestle. We all know that. But, you know, her biggest problem is she has a bad habit of woofing moves. Okay. You know what I mean by woofing? Or you could call it whiffing or missing or just totally botching moves in, at inopportune times. Now, this happened last summer when Alexa woofed a punch at the finish of the match and Kyrie sold it and they won the match. I mean, Kyrie did her job. The same thing happened here. Her twisted bliss finisher is so off target, she hits Kyrie in the legs that. You know, maybe they should have had her do it over, but, you know, Kyrie Sane sold it anyway, so they let it go. You know, she'll get yelled at for it. She'll get yelled at for missing that move, but Vince loves her. And the other thing is Nikki did most of the work in this match, but Alexa gets the fall because Vince loves her. Look, fans are not stupid, okay? They know Alexa can't work. But Vince loves her. Asuka has more trouble working with her than anyone else because she has zero athletic ability. And she also, like I said, she constantly, this is a move, the, the, the twisted bliss that she's done numerous times and she still can't do it properly, right? It's just hard to make her look good, you know? And that's what Asuka's trying to do in a lot of cases. So is Kyrie. You know, the match was okay, but once Kyrie hit her insane elbow and there was no finish, you know, I knew what would happen. There were three, count of three false finishes that could have given the Kabuki Warriors the win. But Vince loves Alexa. The other thing I heard yesterday, apparently, uh, Dave Meltzer reported that supposedly they decided to have baby faces win all the matches on Saturday just because, you know, it would be soothing for people to have baby faces win. You know, which is fucking dopey. You know, first of all, that's absurd. Secondly, despite the fact that they're heels, the Kabuki Warriors don't get a heel reaction from fans. They get a baby face reaction. So it doesn't make any damn sense to do that. And... And that brings me to the other women's match that was on Saturday, and that is uh, Becky Lynch defending her uh, Raw Women's Championship against Shayna Baszler. And of course, you all know the big buildup with this, where, you know, Shayna is a cage fighter and blah, 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 blah. You know, nap, tap, or snap, and all of that. But I told you the match would be um, mediocre at best. Now, when the match first came on and, peop- and fans saw that it wasn't 
the main event of Saturday. They were very disappointed. But then after the match happened, and you saw it, and you saw the end result, fans were not happy with the match, and they realized what happened. Basically, they did the match. You know, you got to remember, they taped all the matches, and then they decided what would end the, end the show. And I guess they saw the match, and they decided, well, we got to have it at the mid-card because it's not very good. And it's like I told you guys, um, you know, throughout the, the, the um, um, build-up to, to this match. They're not good enough, either of them, okay, for different reasons, okay? Becky Lynch, for her whole career, has been a passable wrestler, but she's gotten where she is with her mouth, okay? She is not capable of elevating a match to an elite level, okay? Shayna Baszler is, you know, an MMA fighter who has adapted very well to pro wrestling, but she isn't, she isn't good enough to elevate a match yet. She's not experienced enough, okay? A lot of cases, what you should have in a match is you should have uh, one wrestler in the match who can elevate the match, and that's kind of what Asuka can do, Okay? And, and same with Kyrie. And in fact, you know, if you if you pay attention to Shayna on, you'll notice her her most of her social media is kayfabe. Okay, it's like nap tapper snap and all that stuff. But not that long ago, she did a non kayfabe interview, and during that interview, she gave Kyrie Sane much of the credit for how good their feud was in NXT because Kyrie has that ability to elevate a match to an elite level. She, she knows what she's doing. It's mostly she has an advanced level of showmanship. And it's Asuka and, and Io Shirai have actually, actually have the same thing. It's something they all have in common. Okay? They know how to elevate a match to an elite level and make the opponent, whoever it is, look a lot better than they actually are. And so you didn't get that in the... Uh, 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 Becky versus Shayna. It was basically a bit of a slog. And then at the end, you had uh, uh, Shayna attempt the Kirafuda clutch, and Becky got a pinfall. I mean, Kyrie got, the, got, got, a, got a win last, uh, I guess, in 2008, I guess it was, 18, I guess it was. Exactly the same way, same, same pin finisher. And here's the, I didn't like the finish at all. My uh, my thinking is, the f- unless Ronda Rousey is returning to the WWE really soon, the finish makes no sense whatsoever. Okay, um, but now that I hear that they wanted to have all the matches on the first night of the show with babyface finishes, now it makes sense. So, it, but it was the wrong finish. They shouldn't have done it that way. And part of the problem is Becky isn't who she used to be. You know, she made... The way Becky became a big deal in the WWE, it wasn't even her. It was because people were pissed off, fans were pissed off that Charlotte was getting favorable treatment. Okay? And they got tired of it. And, you know, Becky was able to use that to elevate herself. Okay? But... Since she's kind of become Teflon, 
it's not working as well, okay? Uh, now she's become kind of annoying, okay? And eventually, that's going to cause problems. So I think what fans prefer in many cases is to have uh, Becky chase the title instead of having her be unbeatable, which honestly, as a wrestler, she's not good enough to be unbeatable, okay? And that's, that's really what it comes down to. So I didn't like the match much. The, the, on the second night, uh, the, the Sunday night show opened with probably the best match on Sunday's show, and that is uh, Charlotte Flair uh, challenging uh, Rhea Ripley for the uh, NXT Women's Championship. And that was, the, I think, the best match on the show. Uh, I would have run it later. Um, you know, it did, it did, um, it was, it was a very hard hitting match. Uh, in the end, Charlotte won. Uh, again, it's being reported this morning, uh, by Dave Meltzer that the reason they decided to do that title change was they want, um, they're going to have Charlotte work, uh, raw and NXT shows. And they think they're hoping, <laughs> I don't, I think they're full of crap. But they're hoping that Charlotte can help boost the ratings for NXT. And so I doubt that. Okay, she's not a difference maker as far as ratings go. Okay, she's they. It, here's the bottom line: they overrate her. Okay, she's not as good as they think she is, and that's part of the problem. Okay, she's an okay wrestler. She's better than she used to be, but. She makes mistakes. She's as bad as bliss sometimes. She makes mistakes. And I would have preferred to see uh, Rio win. Um, doesn't make any difference. Now, one thing that's happening this, um, what is it? This Wednesday on NXT, they're going to have that ladder match to determine the next um, challenger for the NXT Women's Championship. So I'm hoping that... Io Shirai wins that. And then you will see Io Shirai challenge Charlotte Flair. Oh, but Io is so tiny. Yeah, well, <laughs> she's nuts. <laughs> she can do things that nobody else can do. And keep in mind, she trained Kyrie. Okay. So there's things that Kyrie just can't do. All right. Io, her sense of balance is as good as anybody's in this business. You know, she's a tremendous, she's just tremendous. She has tremendous uh, uh, um, uh, technical skills. She can do a lot of things. And she's a heel right now. She doesn't really wrestle like a heel, but her entrance is pretty cool. So I hope that's what it results in. And, a, and, and an NXT title run for EO would be good. You know, I don't know if they'll do that, but... Anyways, the other women's match on the show was uh, uh, Bailey defending the SmackDown Women's Championship again. It was a five-way. It Sasha Banks, um, Lacey, Lacey Evans, um, Naomi, and uh, Tamina. Ugh. And anyway, as expected, Bailey won. They did. Um, Sort of tease a Bailey um, uh, Sasha Banks split, but then they kind of got back together. They've been teasing a split between those two for two years, 
and they haven't done it yet. So I don't know if they're going to do it or not. The match itself was eh, nothing special. Uh, again, I would have switched positions with that match and uh, Charlotte versus uh, Rhea, which was a lot better. You know, I would have uh, switched the positions. Uh, uh, I would have switched it. So I just didn't think it was all that good a match. I'm not a big fan of Bailey as champ, but I don't think anybody else who was in that match, other than Sasha, which is a different story, is all that good either. You know, it ended with um, uh, Lacey, and, and the last thing you want is Lacey Evans as champ because she can't work. She's just awful. Okay, uh, the overall impression of the show. Now, as I said, uh, um, Dave Meltzer reported that on Saturday, all of the baby faces won. That was not the case on Sunday. You know, Bailey's a heel, right? Um, but for the most part, baby faces won uh, uh, the matches. The matches. Um, I don't know who actually won the John Cena, uh, the Fiend match, which was not really a match. <laughs> I don't know what the hell it was. I guess the Fiend won, but it, it was weird. Uh, I didn't think it was that good. Now, generally speaking, the first night was better than the second night. And part of the, just the, the matches were better. You know, they're in a tough position. There's no crowd or anything like that. But they just did a better job. And the finisher, the first night, with um, uh, The Undertaker and um, AJ Styles in that Boneyard match or whatever, that was really well done. I mean, I don't think anybody could complain about how that was done. It, you know, it's not a normal match, but they did a great job with it. Now, if that's The Undertaker's last match, it suits me just fine. I just have a feeling he'll come back. He supposedly, he was very upset with his match in Saudi Arabia and uh, Kurt Angle uh, said uh, that he suggested to The Undertaker to have a match with AJ and it would be really good. And Kurt Angle was right, of course. Um, you know, so that, that match really was good. Some of the other matches were okay, but um, that, that, the fin that finishing the first night, that worked out really well. The second night wasn't as good. Um, wasn't as good. Uh, you know, the main, uh, the main event was um, uh, Drew McIntyre beating um, uh, Brock Lesnar. And it was a short match. It's probably a match that would have worked a lot better uh, if there was a crowd. They just didn't change it that much for that. It was a basic Brock Lesnar match. It just, they all hit their big moves and, you know, Drew ended up winning. You know, I didn't care for it, but the match that really dragged um, down the second night was the uh, Edge versus Randy Orton last man standing match. And that was, there's a couple of problems with that match. First of all, it was over a half hour long. So it was just a slog. It was tough to watch. It was just too much. And, and, and it's a general problem with last man standing matches, which generally speaking, because you have all of these 10 counts during the match, and guys are just standing, and, and whoever the the uh, opponent is, is just standing around waiting for the 10 count, it tends to become boring, like monotonous. And that's what happened here. They had some big moves in it, but it wasn't enough. They, they, I just think it was the wrong stipulation. Look, if there's ways to do that match that they can work. And if you want to know a, a, a last, in this particular case, woman standing match that worked really well, 
I highly recommend you check out uh, Asuka versus Nikki Cross, Last Woman Standing match, and that was in uh, June 2017. And this is a great match because it worked. Uh, Asuka and Nikki made the, 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 the 10 count and everything like that. They made all that stuff work for them, you know, and it just shows you, I mean, you, if you watch that match, you can't believe how great the match is because you're going, last woman standing, aren't those usually boring? Well, that, that was not boring. It was exciting. They did all kinds of crazy moves. Asuka was just fabulous. And, and I guarantee you, she's the one who put that match together, okay? Probably collaboratively with Nikki and, you know, some other people there, um, you know, uh, Sarah Stock is in the neighborhood, so she probably had something to do with that too. But the bottom line is that Asuka, you know, she took that stipulation and she made it work. And it's tough to do. And Randy Orton does not strike me as somebody who can really make something like that work. Okay, so I wasn't surprised that it wasn't very good. Overall, it was over two nights. It was a long show. Oh, I almost forgot. Gronkowski won the 24-7 championship. Can you believe that? It's just, and he jumped from the friggin' balcony onto the floor of the WWE Performance Center. So, I don't know. So, they've got enough matches. They've still got stuff taped until uh, this Friday SmackDown. And, I mean, they they had ads on last night's show for uh, Money in the Bank, uh, which is going to be May 11th. So, I'm assuming they've already made plans to tape somewhere but where damned if i know you know but uh we'll see what happens with it i mean i really have no idea what they're going to do all right now as far as the ufc is concerned uh, dana white made the claim last night that he has a location for ufc 249 and he's going to have a card and apparently he's he hasn't announced it yet, but he's talking to managers about it. And then he's going to, uh, you know, once he gets everything approved and, and ready to go, he's going to announce, uh, I, I don't know if he's going to announce the location, but he's going to announce the card. Okay. I, I would recommend that he keep the, the location secret for now because, I, you know, who knows what will happen by April 18th. So that's what... That's what uh, uh, White is going to be doing. All right, that's about it for today. Uh, again, uh, don't forget to check out my blog for that video, frankp316.blogspot.com. Also, uh, just want to remind you that I have a new uh, big topic and women's MMA uh, podcast up with Schwan Humes. Uh, the uh, t- topic is When Will Women's MMA Be Consistently on an Elite Level? And uh, it's about 45 minutes long. And I suggest you check it out. We're probably going to do one of those per week, uh, considering that uh, I'm doing like maybe one a week of uh, these these uh, this podcast. But uh, I haven't talked to Schwan about the topic yet. I'm going to do that this afternoon. Okay. So uh, again, if you, uh, uh, I just want to oh, also wanted to add, please stay home for the most part. Okay. You don't want to catch that virus. I'm trying to be very careful. Anyways, if you have any questions or comments, 
for uh, my podcast or my blog, you can leave them on Anchor's voicemail. And if you'd like to subscribe to my podcasts, you can do so at Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Have a good week. We'll talk to you later.